Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first The Broken Gun podcast, a podcast about field sports featuring um, three men. I use the term loosely. Um, my name is Lloyd Patterson. I have a YouTube channel um, about I do gun reviews and other field sports related content. And I'm joined by my co-hosts, Eddie. Would you like to introduce yourself, mate? Hello, my name is Eddie. I am from the Somerset Hunters on Instagram. That is me. That is all there is to know about me. Fair enough. We'll find out a little bit more later. And Johnny, Johnny Carter. <laughs> I am Johnny Carter off of TGS, which is on YouTube. And there is a bit more to me than Eddie, clearly, but I'm not going to belittle him by going any deeper. Ouch. So the three of us have been doing variously um, Instagram Live situations where we have noticed the limitation of the uh, uh, platform is that you only have two people on. And it, it felt like to the three of us like there was room for something with a bit more um, breadth, shall we say, um, especially in my case. So um, we thought this would be an ideal opportunity for get the three of us together on a semi-regular basis. We have yet to decide on a hard um, uh, frequency, but we think monthly. Um, and this being the first one, the inaugural, if you wish, um, we thought we would spend some time introducing one another and maybe grilling one another, getting a feel for each other's personalities so that you get to know who we are and why you should tune in every month to hear what we have to say. We have some plans, hopefully further down the line, where we're going to get some guests on. Um, I don't want to give any names just yet, but... Um, Certainly somebody of an Antipodean nature, I think, will probably want to come on and say hi to you all. Um, so who wants to go first, guys? Who wants to be first in the hot seat? It's got to be you, Lloyd. <laughs> I, think it's only, I think it's only fair that it is, Lloyd. Well, that's fair. How, how about this? How about we all ask a question and do a round robin answering it? For example, mm. what was everyone's first gun? Oh, go on. Uh, now, are we going right back to my first Springer when I was 14, or do you mean first leg well, gun? Well, I was going to say, how about first air gun, first shotgun, first rifle? Perfect. Lloyd. Uh, first air gun Brilliant. was a... Uh, my first air gun was a Springer. It was a BSA Meteor. I inherited it off me dad uh, in 22 uh, when I was 14. Was that 1922? It would have <laughs> <and> been... 22. <laughs> It would have been uh, 1988. 1988. Yep. I was one. What about you, Edward? Uh, I've never owned a air rifle. My first shotgun was a Beretta 686S, I do believe. Yes. Didn't fit me. Hated it. What went wrong after that ownership? Right, that's one of the better <laughs> guns I know you've owned. Well, Johnny, lots things happened badly. <laughs> I, I just I really just did not like that gun one bit at all. It was hideous. It was heavy. It didn't fit me at all. I couldn't shoot it, so I sold it. And then I've kind of been working my way down the grades of gun ever since. And now I shoot Bakel. So sweet. Yeah. How about you, Johnny? On, I had a Webley Eclipse um, in 2003. Posh. And Webley Eclipse, that was a wicked gun. I traded that gun for a guitar probably six years ago, and I regretted it like nothing else. Hold up, son. Was it a 22 or a 177? Uh, it was a 
two two. All right, then. it was so, lovely. It was a mark two late one with the full lip up reach and the push button forward as opposed to the pull catch. Oh, what a gun! It was epic. Ooh, you can tell he's pushed. Great but condition. Oh yeah, <laughs> mine was a brick barrel <laughs> piece of shit. Yeah, well, because I understand that uh, quality is worth investing in. Oh, I understood okay. that at thirteen, obviously. <laughs> First shotgun. Mine, when I was 14, was... Actually, no, I wouldn't... No, I was 14 was my first arrow for my first shotgun. Crikey, I think it was when I was 16, uh, which would have been a Beretta A302. It was the blunderbuss one with the external um, collet around... The, the choke just dropped in, and then you screwed the collet over the top of the choke. What? Is that a thing? Yeah. I've never seen that in all my days. It was, well, it was 1990, I think. Yeah, so it was back in the past times. um, During the war. That was a relatively good gun back then. Yeah, Uh, it was cheap. I can't remember what I paid for it, but... uh, Well, the thing is, I wanted a Remy 1100, but I couldn't afford one, so I got this Beretta 302 that some lad... Back when Beretta was a B-list brand. (laughs) Exactly so. What about you, Jonathan? Holland and Holland? Me? Uh, I had a brown GTR. I didn't have it for very long. <laughs> Eighth generation Holland and Holland. Yes. Well, Daddy, oh, yes. well, my father had Daddy, down the Purdy. Daddy, let me, do, let me use the pair of Purdy's. Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, I took them to them for alteration to turn them from side-by-sides into over-and-unders, but they just wouldn't have it. So I decided so to, I decided like this. to shoot brap, the brap. <laughs> Isn't it gangster? <laughs> well, I was just, just trying to fit back shotguns. into the ends where I think I belong. This is the problem. <laughs> All right, so we've done first guns. Um, what was your first sort of introduction to shooting? Mine obviously was shooting tin cans in the backyard. And then I was introduced to shotgun shooting because I was, I was a Boy Scout. I uh, was taken to... Um, a day clay shooting with the scouts and immediately upon being exposed to shooting bin the scouts and joined the gun club now I, I was a trapper from then on that was how I I'm so happy somebody else is laughing at the fact that Lloyd was a scout <laughs> it explains a lot doesn't it what you've got to remember lads Literally is it was everything it was the naive. 80s it was the 80s there was fuck all else to do <laughs> when all of the historic sex crimes took place <laughs> I tell you what, mind our Arkela was definitely suspect. Like, I will ah. do my best. <laughs> dib, dib, dib. Honest. Oh my days. Sorry, Lloyd. Carry on. No, no. Well, that was kind of the story. So I was sort of initially shooting tin cans with me dad's Springer in the backyard, and then introduced to the joys of um, shotgunning. And I was a trapper <laughs> back then. We didn't used to get paid. We used to trap, um, and this was when you had manual traps, so you're either operating a pedal trap or a manually cocked, um, like, spring trap. I mean, uh, was it hard to make the glass balls to put the feathers in, or...? Uh, so we used to have a glass blower did that for us. Um, we just used to take them out of the box. It's fine. Um, and then in, in, lieu of, in lieu of getting paid, we used to get our shooting for free, so we used to go around after all of the, the club shooters, the trappers did. That's cool. That is cool. How times change. Exactly. Now you get nothing. Saying that yeah. you get a living wage, I suppose, being a trapper nowadays. You? you can actually earn money to live <laughs> in an unaffordable house. I've got a three-bedroom house in suburbia. 
all because of my trapping work. <laughs> oh, well, then how did you get started, Eddie? Uh, so I was the grand old age of 15. I'd never shot an air rifle. I'd never shot a shotgun or anything. And my mucker owns a farm. And I went round Thank there. You. Uh, can you translate mucker for us all? Oh, sorry. Mucker is uh, Somerset slang for dear old chum. So my dear old chum invited me around to the farm. Buddy. And Buddy Holmes. And he said, you fancy going shooting? So I think it was an old Bruno, I think, was the first shotgun I shot. Wow. And it was 26-inch straight from HSBC shotgun. And it was um, truly hideous. But I shot all right with it. So I thought to myself, I want to buy one. And I never did. So, yeah, started shooting with the Bruno at the age of 15 around the farm. And I loved it. Never done any plays, nothing. Just straight onto live quarry. Oh, yeah. That explains a lot. Does it? Yeah. Do you think... It's a good question. Do you think your shooting has suffered for the lack of clay shooting introduction? It can't get much worse, to be honest with you. But I'm slowly starting to bring the reins in a little bit on it. I don't know, mate, to be honest with you. Um, it's hard to make a comparison when I've never had both ends of the spectrum to to use. We've discussed this, though, haven't we, Johnny, with the impact of clay shooting on, on live um, wing shooting, essentially. Um uh, and they are such different things. Like, I consider myself to be a reasonable um, clay shot. I'm not great, but I'm okay. But I'm fucking rubbish at shooting. <laughs> like, I really need some practice. Um, so are you one of these people that will shout pull on a, on, a, on a target without shooting, see where the kill zone is, and then just, just work within that parameter? It's called a pre-shot routine. Everyone says they're important when they shoot clays. Is that what it is? Literally, you're going to have to forgive me, boys, because I know nothing about clay shooting in the slightest. Well, I'd like to see a pair usually before I... You know, if, you come, if you're walking to a stand, a stand blind, you want to see a pair. If you are standing behind... No, try before you buy. Well, kind of. You just want to know where they're coming from. Unless you... Like, when we went down and they're, like, vaguely drawn onto a thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then you just have to guess... Um, in all fairness, uh, we're, we're quite similar because I like to see a pair before I start as well, but possibly a different it's just set, a set way. Whereas I, I prefer just to crack on and we'll find out what the pair looks like after. Get in there blind. I mean, I prefer if they can see. We, we've deep with a chin like yours, Johnny. You should take what you can, dear boy. <laughs> <laughs> the country mum is to her. Yeah, literally, like, has she got double cataracts or something? Because she's 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 up together and you've got a face <laughs> like a bucket of burnt Lego, mate. Really? Fascinating. Are we suggesting that Johnny well, should women punch above his weight? Like men. Johnny, Johnny is about eight weight divisions. Or they settle with whatever village idiot walks into their house and refuses to eat. <laughs> See this jaw? See this jaw ready? That's a solid nine out of ten. Don't your beard at me. Great, great Don't podcast content. Beard at me, mate. Great podcast content there. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, sorry everybody. <laughs> sorry everybody. Eddie, Eddie. This is a visual like medium. To... Anyway, Eddie doesn't shoot clays, and Lloyd was teaching him how to shoot a clay. Come on. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Carry on. Well, carry on. Back to, we'd, back to the topic. Well, we'd simply digressed. We'd discussed my introduction to shooting. We'd discussed Eddie's, Johnny. 
Oh yeah, I, I learned to shoot once upon a time. Um, to be honest, I've always been into wildlife. Uh, so I wanted to then become a gamekeeper uh, because it was a way of spending a lot of time outdoors. And um, learning to shoot and shooting is an important part of that. And I always kind of fancied shooting and I've done a lot of beating as a kid. So I learned to shoot. It's it not really all... any kind of story. My dad took me for some lessons um, up at the uh, West London shooting grounds, uh, Holland and Holland shooting grounds. <laughs> No, actually, the card shooting ground. I went for lessons. I learned a mended shooting ground. Did you? You poor bastard. Oh, did. What are you doing yeah. going out there? Uh, well, I think at the time, this was probably just when the internet was very young, um, they advertised in a shooting magazine that I subscribed to. My dad probably saw an advert in it. Probably oh. my guess. Yeah. yeah. The, thing I, the thing I like about mended shooting ground is you go in there and they've all got mono brows. It's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, the, the guy who taught me he didn't. That's probably why he's not there anymore. Uh, isn't it just standard that everybody in Somerset's just got the one? Look, Jeff, from Bike the <laughs> Don't give me that tat, all right? Haven't you got a hallway to clean and some paint to mop off Duncan's eyes? I'm sure I do. I'm sure I do. <laughs> all right, so in terms of progression, uh, that was my introduction to shooting. Um, hmm. From there, up until I was 18, I was pretty solid shooting clothes. Then when I got I got to my 18th birthday, I applied for my FAC. And that was when I got into... So my next gun after my Beretta A303 was a CZ75 9mm. You're a rural kid? Uh, not really. Not really, no. Um, so I got into sort of uh, competitive pistol shooting. That was the next thing that I did. Um, so I went, Much more suitable for the beating heart of Newcastle. Well, obviously, yeah, because, you know, you've got to defend yourself. Um, so, yeah. Back in the 80s, yeah. A knackered old CZ 75 9mm. Then I got a Smith 686. Then I got, oh, God, a Colt Commander. I got a Vostok 22. I got a uh, a very, well, an original uh, Gen 1 Glock 19. Uh, sorry, Glock uh, Needless 17. to say, Lord, you've been a gun hoarder for many years. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then 97 happened, and I got... Obviously, uh, on pistols taken off me. I did black powder for a while. I had a Remington New Model Army in 44. And then I did uh, some pistol caliber carbine shooting with a Marlin. Um, then archery for several years until I blew my shoulder up. Um, up to, I think at the peak of my archery career, I was seated ninth in the UK. Um, I was coaching. Bloody hell. Um, yeah, I was, I was all right. Um, I was coaching my missus and a couple of other people. My missus went international. She actually went to the world champs in Copenhagen. Hang on. Can we just stop you there one second? Mm -hmm. Sorry. So the beautiful D, your good lady, yes. was one of your students? Yes. She's, right. a, she's a better archer than me. She was a better archer than me. Um, he he learned breach of trust in his scouting days. <laughs> <laughs> Duty of care, duty of schmear. <laughs> However, oh, <laughs> uh, sorry, Lloyd. Carry on. Sorry, Lloyd. Carry on. <laughs> so, um, effectively, what happened? Uh, I blew my shoulder up in a an in a bazooka accident. Well, I just had an injury. When when you're doing archery, it's a it's very sort of um, high stress on your shoulder joints, and I blew my shoulder up and. 
I discovered after I recovered from the shoulder injury that I'd actually kind of fallen out of love with archery as a sport. I didn't really enjoy doing it. It was a job. Had you given all of the riches to the poor by this point? Uh, well, some he's, of them. He's way too northern for that. He just some keeps of them. the riches to himself. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I was poor, so I was going to sell. Uh, <laughs> and then that was when I decided to get back into clay shooting. Uh, after I kind of destroyed my shoulder, my missus actually had a very similar thing. She she blew her shoulder up with a fairly serious accident. She subluxed it and dislocated her shoulder, uh, tore a rotator cuff two weeks before the world champs. So she actually shot sure. in the world champs with a with a dislocated shoulder. Bless her. Um, How'd she do? Not great. Bless her. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought so. No, That's a I was going to say a fair yeah. a fair accident that's going to hamper you a little bit. Oh yeah, it? she was in intense pain, intense pain. <clears throat> but she really en- like enjoyed the experience. We got to go to the world champs. Um, so yeah, I've still got my coaching jacket because I was I was a, officially uh, a coach. So I've got me like proper like lanyard from the world champs with the coaching cert on. All stuff. Oh, I bet you're a right little Nazi as well, Lloyd, weren't you? No. Yeah, you're breaking you were the rules. Militant. You. Were, I, bet, I, bet I bet you. Lloyd I totally was there. Wasn't. I bet you I totally wasn't. <laughs> Ask D. <laughs> Ask D. Ask how much we were drinking the night before. I reckon we should get D on one of these podcasts to corroborate oh, all sure. your stories. We should definitely get the, the truth mom. behind Lloydy P. Yeah, exactly. Mrs. P. Or about to be called the lies behind Lloydy P. What lies behind Lloydy P. Now that takes me on. Do you do you see yourself as a shotgun coach in the future? Good well, I've question. sort of always thought that somebody of my generation will probably never retire. I didn't. Thanks, because that means we're utterly bollocks. Oh, yeah, completely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah, but I was very late in terms of like realising that it's probably a good idea to sort a pension out. Um, as a result, but I But to be assume... fair, also, you can still buy a house up there for about 13 grand. So, you know, you're not a million yeah. miles away. Yeah, fair dude. Um, as a result, I, I, I assume at some point... Rather than retiring, I'll probably go over to coaching. Yeah. Are you a good shot, Lloyd? Uh, I think I'm okay. You won. You've won stuff. You yes. compete. You are a competition clay shooter. Correct. Yes. I am class A in most things I shoot. Wow, um, that's you are have, legitimately good. I'm okay. I would have maybe done double A in. I think I was one score away from double A in all round last year. But you still okay. won your local all round. I was the Durham champ, but like that means knackle, to be honest. Yeah. Well, it means more than anything I've ever won. So, I, yeah, no, I, well done, Lloyd. I still have a national record in archery and a, and a world record. Oh, come on then. <laughs> the most most amount of women married that Hold he's on. taught. No, no, it's no, just a, it's a score record. <laughs> <laughs> most court cases against an archery <laughs> I shot a perfect score once in a competition um, that that will still it'll stand until the end of time. So that's a county record. Um, I've got a couple. Of, uh, to be honest, the national records are probably done by now, but I think the uh, the world record might still stand. I'm not sure. I haven't checked in a long time. It's been a while. The only man to put an inappropriate hole in his quiver. <laughs> oh, Steve, would you mind just grab an arrow? Lower down the shaft, please. I've still got some arrows downstairs. <laughs> Haven't we all? No. But um, why? Why the question? Why? Why? 
no, I'm learning about Lloyd P here. Okay. Yeah, this, this is this is what podcast like, number one is all about. Level t- teaching archery teacher coach. I feel like coaches are coaches, right? Like people who want to teach want to teach. People who want to lead want to lead. Everyone finds their niches in life, and like regardless of what they do, will generally fall into it. A bit like the person who's a toilet at the rifle range will probably be a toilet at the driving range. Will be a toilet mm-hmm. as an archery coach, like. There'll always be the geek who learns load and then just feels the need to belittle people. The person who is a coach will probably want to coach in whatever they're doing. Like it's because I presume you enjoy it. it. It's quite different, actually. Um, the psychological problems you get in archery are very different to the ones you get in uh, clay shooting. Certainly after being coached by Luke Patterson. <laughs> <laughs> because it's a it's because right. it's a static That's target. Last joke. Last joke. Sorry, Luke. Because it's a static target, you get a lot of people that develop what's called target panic um, or uh, what's called goal shyness, where they literally can't aim the bow. I had a student who um, literally when she was coming up on target, she would get the bow to just under the boss, right? So the boss is the 1.2 meter straw circle that they pin the target to, right? She would get to just under the target and she couldn't, she literally physically couldn't lift the bow onto the target. That was it. She gets there. That was it. Our brain wouldn't let her put the bow on the target. What's that? I think she probably should have picked a different sport. Um, It's target panic. Basically, is that common? Oh, yeah. Really common amongst compound shooters. Yeah. I really feel like this is a radio call in for some sort of medical diagnosis because I really feel like you've just cured me. (laughs) Is that your problem? Is you can't actually shoot at the animal. You end up just shooting at a tree instead. Yeah. Literally, the amount of steel toe cap boots I've got through is ridiculous. Bloody hell, I did not know. Thank you. Thank you, Lloyd. Top bombing. Top bombing. So I've got a question for you. Well, for both me. of you, because you okay. both of both of you, because you've got clay shooting background. So when I first went clay shooting, I did really, really, really well. And everybody that I've ever taken clay shooting for the first time has done really, really, really well. I say really, really, really well not like 80, 90 out of 100, but they've done really well, better than they anticipated. So do you think that beginner's luck has helped our sport more than it hasn't? Yeah, of course. When everyone starts shooting, then they're relaxed and it's a really simple thing shooting and then we overcomplicate the hell out of it trying to search for more targets. But the base concept of shooting in front of that target is really simple. I think it's what, yeah, I, I would tend to agree. You tend to find that with people when they first start, the first time they go, they're so like up a height, they're just enjoying it. You see the grin on their face when they when they make the noise yeah. and, the, and the, the target guns pop. And yeah. it is, it is, it's an instinctive thing. It's like catching a ball. If I throw something at you, you will instinctively catch it. Well, and I'll probably, I'll probably clay, take, take it to the glasses, I'll be honest. Yeah, with fair you. enough. I've got but really bad. It depends on whether it's like, you know, well, it depends what I'm throwing at you. Anyway. Um... <laughs> I just take my top off and rub it in. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, your mind went to where mine was already there. Okay. Um, but it is, it's super instinctive, right? When you, you you first do it and your brain just kind of gets it. And then suddenly all this other crap gets in the way where you start worrying about people watching you and da 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 and, and that's when it, it goes downhill before it goes back uphill. So yeah, there is definitely an element of that. 
Johnny? What did you find when you went out live chorus shooting for the first time, Eddie? Was it was it quite hard work or did you find it quite natural to miss? Uh, well, I've I've kind of fallen right into that groove of missing everything really well to the point of I think I've actually got my doctorate in it now. So I'm quite chuffed with that. But the, the first time I went out, so uh, obviously Mikey, my pal, had he'd been shooting for donkey years. So he'd gone out, pigeon flew over, and he nailed it. Easy. Just the job. And I was like, oh, bloody hell, that's cool. So for the first, I'd say, two or three outings, I was pointing a gun at it, pulling the trigger. I was like, but the gun was right on it. And he was like, well, obviously it wasn't because it didn't come down. And he's not one for tuition or foresight into what I'm actually talking about. So he was just like, well, give it some lead. And I'm like, what the bloody hell is lead? I don't know what it is. And it wasn't until I bought a, was a sporting gun magazine, I think it might have been. And there was, there was some some tuition thing in there and they were talking about lead and maintain lead and something yeah, and this else. This was back like, when there was only four shooting magazines. Yeah. The good old, bad old days. And they were and, all uh, shield, horse and hound in the field. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they were talking about putting the lead in front of the target. And I was like, oh, okay, right, okay. And then you read a little bit more, then you read a little bit more. Then it all came together and I shot my first pigeon. And I was like, this is incredible. And then plucked it and ate it. And it was, it was absolutely brilliant. Did you cook and it first? I started... just fucking... Ah! <laughs> oh, f- from the arsehole forwards, mate. That's how I <laughs> eat my pigeons. <laughs> but the, the, point, the point it all went to knackeredness is when I started looking into chokes and loads mm-hmm. and all this sort of stuff. And then you're like, oh, well, I missed that. So I must be over-choked. Okay, well, I'll stick a, a skeet choke in it now. So you do that. Oh, no, I missed it. Maybe I'm too... Okay, I'll go half. And then you miss it. And then... You just spend the whole day changing chokes, changing loads. Or maybe I need a 38 grams of four to hit this pigeon that's decoyed into my pattern for a full choke. Yeah, I'll do that. Oh, there's not a lot left of the bird. So, yeah, for me, choke twiddling was the point of my demise. I've never quite It's the point of many people's. A lot of clay shooters get, get screwed up with that too. The bottom line is that throwing lead at a target at any sort of speed is, is not good for it. Do you know what I learned of recent, gentlemen? Go on. No. How bloody important gun fit is. <laughs> is that by any chance <laughs> when you went from shooting... No comment. The fence post that you had before <laughs> and into that nice miracle that you've got right now. So no the thing comment. is, right, I, I, I am of an adult size, like Mr. Carter, and I'm not sure about you, Mr. Patterson. I've never stood next to you, so I can't quote on your... Uh, Lloyd's on your just under six foot. Oh, so he's like teenager sort of age. Yeah. He's not he's not quite got to the adult. He's adolescent. He's doing all right. No, good, good. Um, and I've always kind of dealt with the guns I've been given. So they've always been 14 and a half inch stock. I've always had to crank my head over the top of them to yeah. look down the bead. And I've kind of made do with them. And it wasn't until I bought this gun recently that's almost where I need it to be. But I'm like, hang on a bloody second. You're telling me I don't have to bosh my head over the top of it to, what you to actually look down the bead? 16 inch length of ball. I, I need 16 and a quarter, I think I need. So you I'm still off. still a bit shy, but I'm getting there. But I'm going to go and speak to What's there's a gun shop down in. I don't know about you, mate, but I, I would never turn down quarter of an inch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when it takes your PB up to two well, and a quarter, you can't grumble, can you? You're in luck because Johnny's got a quarter of an inch, it's all yours. <laughs> Oh, yes. But I am lactose intolerant. Does that make any odds? No. 
brilliant. Cool. Johnny, Vegan. can you fix my gun so it fits me better? No, uh, I think you need to go and see Lloyd to fix your shooting first. Oh. I'm shooting's fine. We've already established. I'm actually a great shot. It's just the tools because I'm a bad workman. Ah, uh, yes, that's what it always is. Well, if you could ever be asked to get in a car, Lloyd, uh, Eddie, you're more welcome to come down. But uh, post lockdown. Of course, anyway, of course, because we digressed. What were we talking about? Well, I just sort of discussed my shooting history, essentially. From... Oh, yeah, Lloyd the Instructor. Instructor Lloyd. Well, Instructor Lloyd. Um, yeah, so I, I binned archery, got back into clay shooting. I bought a Lamba. cost me £200. Um, I still had my original cabinet from whenever it was. Um, so I screwed at the wall, um, got me uh, SGC. Um, and, Shotgun uh, certificate. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> and... Uh, and sort of started shooting, and it was weird. I kind of went through that thing that all the newbies do, where you turn up at the gun club on your toad and you feel like a bit of a twat. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I kind of remembered what I liked about clay shooting, and it was the fact that it's actually fun regardless of whether or not you're having a good day or a bad day. You're still making a loud noise. You're still outside. Um, and the visceral sight of a, of a clay breaking is so much more fun than when I send an arrow uh, 90 meters you can you can send a fantastic shot that's one of the things about archery you can you can break a shot at 90 meters that feels like god reached down and touched you and it was perfect and then you look in your scope and it's like scouts fucking seven <laughs> because the wind blew it off or whatever i'm just gonna blow right past that um that's what that's what he said yeah well quite um <laughs> And it, but one of the things I found about archery is I was in a bad mood majority of the time because the weather was always against you, right? You, we live in England. You can go and have the best day of your life. You can shoot your absolute heart out and it'll still have a shit day because the weather just isn't with you. Um, with clay shooting, I don't take it anywhere near as seriously as I did with archery. I just have fun. And that's always the sort of primary thing that I preach to people is just if you're having a good time, just have a good time. Just go out, have a blast with some mates, ideally, um, you know, with somebody like you or Eddie or you know, whatever. Just have a good time. And that's the fun of it. You know, you're making a loud noise. You've got a beautiful gun, uh, unless you're Eddie. Um, and, uh, Thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> or, or Johnny, to be fair. Um, Ooh. Um, you can just have some fun. <laughs> Johnny, we're Team Maruku, mate. Don't listen to Captain Moneybags over there with his parazzi or whatever it is. Yeah, um, it still didn't beat a fake parazzi, just saying. I've, I've got a brown in as well. Um, but that's kind of, that's what, to me, drew me back to clear pigeon shooting. It's just the fun of it. It's such a... So what, so what has never kind of made you blossom because obviously that's natural progression once you've mastered the shooting the non-edibles into shooting the edibles what's what's made you never kind of lack of opportunity i think um really is that what well, it is I, I got invited i've been invited on, or, or i think the first game day i ever had was an invite from john henry um it was after i'd made the first parazzi video he invited me on one of his family <coughs> days and we had a fab day first bird i had a shot at was a blackbird <laughs> As 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 did, I, I looked across, did, John was John was literally pissing himself. Did you think it was a uh, that was a, a blackbird? 
Well, I was just like, look, I'm not Bill Oddy. <laughs> I didn't know what it was. It was a bird. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna so you're get some letters coming in like, now. Fresh to game shooting, Lloyd. I figured you'd yes. been doing it for years, but clearly no. not. No, no, I, I, I started shooting game what three or four years, years ago? ago. Three or four years yeah. ago. Yeah, it will wow. be. It will be three years. Yeah, um, and then I, I've done. I did a few days that season or after that season, and then last year I basically had none. I was working in the states um, during the season on and off, and I just couldn't go. I was. I had a few invites, couldn't make them. So basically, in 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 2019, I had no days at all, and then 2020, um, I've had well. Well, let's 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 just not talk about 2020's games. I've season. had one day, which is I've managed to get in a syndicate, and we had one day before the lockdown. So, did you did you manage to bag anything on that day? I did not. Oh, did did you have opportunity? <laughs> yes, and I missed them. Oh, Watch see, this is the problem with with a target shooting. which accelerates and not decelerates. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm, it's nothing to do with like the accelerate decelerate thing. I think it's more to do with your whole pre-shot routine bullshit. You just need to lose that. Yes, because you can't, you can't, you can't ask for a bird before they come over, Lloyd. That's yeah, I can never decide. <laughs> can, you, can you just release ten out of the pen? So I know when they're going to massively underleading them. It's just one of those things. It all um, depends on the height of them, I suppose, mate. Yeah, well, I definitely. If they've had their wheat abix. Um, I've had I've had days where, uh, obviously, from a limited sample, I had a day down in Yorkshire where I was just knocking everything out of the sky. I had to stop shooting. I was back gunning on the first drive, and I literally just stopped shooting. I was like, "I'm going to do the bug here." Um, I couldn't miss. That's very grown up of you. So I just stopped. Unless that I saw some very grown up of you. Unless I saw some at pricked. Um, <clears throat> I just, I was like, nah, I'm not going to shoot no more. This is stuffed. Um, so it was, it was more of a, a slaughter than an actual day shooting? Uh, were, just they, on, were they low, but were you shooting no, no, like they were, they birds? Were, no, fuck off. They were decent birds. <laughs> um, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't plotting now, but um, it was just, you know, when you just have one of those days where I was just absolutely yeah, slapping you, and everything. You can't like, go wrong. Yeah, yeah. You can't go wrong, yeah. And after I'd knocked like, I think a dozen down on this, just on the bat, like everything I, I swung, I, 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 I deaded. And I just went, no, nah, that's me stopped. So I was just watching what to see was, if anybody pricked anything. What was the bag limit for the day? It was only well, a 150 bird day, so I didn't want to... You, like, did, you did, it. did that on the first drive. <laughs> um, I can't remember what we got in the first drive, but it was it was a good day out. Um, so have you ever done any um, pigeon shooting or like pest yes. controlling? You have? Yes. How do you, how, how do you find decoying and things like that? Uh, the problem I've got with pigeon shooting is I went with somebody who I, I probably chose who I went with very poorly. Um, and he basically spent the entire day mourning about the fact that I brought a semi-automatic and that I was a twat because of that. Uh, and he didn't give me any tips or help or anything. He just sat there mourning about me gun. Um, Sorry, you, you went pigeon shooting with a semi-automatic shotgun and he gave you an air bashing for it? Yes. Well, I think the bloke needs to pull his socks off. Well, he was a twat, wasn't he? If there's any time when a semi-automatic Sorry, shotgun... That's, that's what I meant, Eddie, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, game shooting for me is a... Or, or generally, um, wing shooting is is relatively new. Um, I'm sort of the clear shooter of the, of the group here, I definitely. Marvellous. Marvellous. So, Johnny? No, Eddie first. We've talked about okay, that a lot. <laughs> what was the question? What was the question? Well, okay, just give me, <laughs> give me. A, let's have your bio. Let's have your sort of shooting history potted. 
shooting history. Well, I do not shoot clays because I like to eat what I shoot, and clay pie tastes like arsehole. So mm. I don't eat that. So I'm all about the pest controlling. I love the pigeons. I don't I don't eat rooks, but I still shoot them to keep my permissions. And I do a little bit of rifle shooting with my brother because he's the one that owns the FAC license. I do not. And I've got no ambition to shoot rifles, if I'm totally honest with you. I find it a little bit boring. It's Eddie Tunstall, if you want to send in hate mail now. But yeah. But but venison's delicious though. Venison is delicious. That would be the only thing that and rabbits, if hemorrhagic disease hadn't kicked in, that would get me to get an FAC license. I've applied for mine. Again. You have? Yes. For, for rifles or yes. for for stalking specifically, yeah. Oh, what would you go for? Um, oh, on my ticket, I've put uh, a 243, 6.5 Creed, and a 308. Ooh, oh, Creed more. God. Did I already you... bollock you for this, Louis? No, no. <laughs> I'll just Here we go. Now, Johnny, if you'd like to go. Pull your pants up, guys. Here we go. I mean, the 243, totally acceptable. Everyone should own mm-hmm. a 243. It is widely renowned as the best all-round calibre. Sure. Um, by most professionals, because it's What's your grievance easy. with a Creedmoor, then, Johnny? Uh, well, we'll go to the 308 first. The 308 is good. Cheap ammunition, good target round. And more importantly, it's generally owned by older people, so suits Lloyd down to the ground. Well, I was <laughs> the figuring, six, five, the 308, hang on, hang on, the 308's for red. Essentially, because I live. Why did you need far to, enough well, north? shoot it with a two four three in the face? <laughs> <laughs> Please, all of Johnny's opinions are not that of the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> Come on, then okay. let's hear about Creed. Uh, Come on. You haven't got a single long action caliber in there, Lloyd. And for that, I might unfriend you on Facebook. <gasps> oh, not Facebook official. Mm. Oopsie doopsie. I, okay, so I, I just I. Why wouldn't you just own a 308 and just go shoot everything with one rifle? And I know that's that's a bit rich coming from me, but okay, so I take that back. Why would you own a 65 Creedmoor? Uh, it's fast, it's flat, and it's accurate. So is your 243, you mug. <laughs> There's oh, more powder behind the stick. Hot cocoa, that hot cocoa's kicked in. You look at that what case, case capacity extra two percent or something. It shoots flatter, Lloyd. Yes. Are you a contrarian? Oh, past like 250 yards, you own. The only reason you own one is to be cool. Just admit it. You want to be cool. You think you're a sniper. Go on, say it. Well, you. My name's Lloyd, and I'm a fucking sniper. <laughs> well, no sniper's <laughs> going to. No sniper's going to shoot six five. ハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハ
Bear in mind, I was like up, 18, Wayne. 19. I was, working as a, <laughs> I was working in a kitchen. I had bottle money. So the only way I could afford to shoot was to reload, right? Because it was significantly cheaper than buying factory ammo. So I, I looked mean, at it what purely was, from like a ballistics perspective. Out? Oh, Jesus. Well, during the Civil War... <laughs> <laughs> what, were you During a round the war. A <laughs> uh, I was uh, I was a Yankee. <laughs> All right, sorry, carry on. No, shut up. So Get I was looking at it purely as <clears throat> like looking at the ballistics, looking at the characteristics of the round. I thought that was you a good those spread. Those three are extremely similar. Mm, well, enough spread to give me vermin all the way up to red deer. Ah, you were looking for slots rather than anything else by the sound yes. of it. It's good. I don't. I, uh, you're looking at justification of three different calibers. Correct. Mm. All right. In which case, I'll shut up. Congratulations, Lloyd. Well done. <laughs> However, I applied for my ticket in August. Well, that's all right, because in two more August time, you might receive it. <laughs> um, I'm told there is, at the minute, circa a year's backlog, so... Yeah, sure. there's been Rona's about. Knows. This uh, there bloody Rona. My, I'm hoping I've I've gone for a coterminous. So obviously, because my um, SGC is up for renewal next year, so I'm hoping um, that I get it sorted before I have to renew. You know, uh, a lad called Ryan Murphy, uh, Escape Suburbia. He had a letter from his local constabulary saying. Your ticket is still got 18 months left on it. Would you like to sacrifice that 18 months, get it in early because we predict a backlog, and we'll give you a reduced rate? Have you ever heard anything of that? I have heard of stuff like that. I haven't yeah. been in contact with myself, but I have heard of people. There's like 25 quid or something yeah. early renewal. Yeah, it was like pittance. I was like, oh, bloody hell. I'll sacrifice a year for reduced monies because I'm yeah. tight. So, yeah. How are them? Legendarily so. We've talked somewhat about Edwards. Ouch. Um, shall we say, uh, storied history of uh, shooting things off of farm uh, properties and whatnot. And my... no, uh, we no, we interrupted with a, a, a telling off of Lloyd for picking <laughs> six five crude oil, and I thought I thought better. <laughs> I get the feeling um, this is going to be a common common issue the whole way through this podcast series is Johnny telling off Lloyd for crude oil. Well, unbelievably, we we live many thousands of miles apart and were born a few decades apart. We do have differing opinions and cultural influences, so I'll shut up. Well, to, if 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 this makes you feel better, I've I've been talking to a stalker uh, up here to get some guided stalks, right? Um, which will obviously a get me out doing some stalking and support my um, application. And he took the piss out of me for applying for six five as well. And he used to be a sniper instructor, so oh, so, I have a friend who is a professional guide and he will not take anyone out with a 6.5 Creedmoor because generally speaking those who have them are either professional and don't buy stalking or the complete opposite and will cock everything up there you go there's our first thumbs down for this podcast from somebody who's done that but it's a <laughs> it's, an, it's an interesting it's an interesting caliber it seems to attract a interesting bunch of people it used to be 6.555 that we used to see people buying and go Swedish. you probably fit in the 6.555 bracket um, do you know I think it's just one of those bracket. things though people like to argue about stuff like this it doesn't make any bloody difference it doesn't make any difference no but the people who own anything with a 6.5 head on seem to argue that they are superior to everyone else with things like it's more ballistically coefficient see there's the thing I don't give a toss 
this not is the what great you said about you about... and your reloading book. <laughs> your reloading cave. Everyone wants to reload about, uh, re- rewind about 12 minutes and they'll hear Lloyd telling us how efficient these five creep <laughs> Again, I was just looking at the ballistics tables in the book. So I thought they're a good spread of, of three cartridges that will cover all bases. Now, I might not get all three, in which case I'll say, oh, we'll leave the 6.5 off. Just yeah, chuck them all on and trade the... chance your answers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, before you so rudely took over the podcast, we were talking about Eddie Lloyd and how he didn't want yeah. a house difficult. Welcome to the, the broken gun with Lloyd Patterson. Well, and two people you've asked him. me a lot of questions, so not my well, fault. You just use a lot of words for a yes or no answer. <laughs> Flipping hell, spells. Uh, what was the original question? I'll digress and get back to my point. Uh, you were we, talking about how you don't like shooting clays because they taste crap in a pie and that you didn't want to pie for a firearm certificate because you just like shotguns. The end, basically. That's all I have to say on that matter. <laughs> and nothing else has changed in 10 years. No. I did I did toy with the fact of getting a, a little little 2-2, but then mm. all the rabbits decided to get a debilitating disease and die, so I've got none left mm, on my permissions. Or HD5 or whatever it is. Um, permissions. You do like shooting ducks, though. Like, you refer to vermin a lot. You, you're a bit of a secret inland wildfowling man. Duck hunter. Uh, no, you can't say on. wildfowling, can you? You Please can't say, because otherwise we'll get the, the, the Creedmoor lot on us and the wildfowlers on us as well. Bismuth, tungsten or steel? Steel, because I'm tight. We've already addressed Because it's cheapest. <laughs> The price difference. I saw a bloody price tag for a box of bismuth and I shit myself. I joke what, you 28 not, quid? 28 quid what? For a, a slab of bismuth? No, a single box. Yeah. Oh, single box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. But saying that though, I bought a box of bloody Winchester house bricks and that was like 40 odd quid. It would have been used than that. Like, every time you pull the trigger, you just went. <laughs> that's two and a half quid gone See, I, don't, I, quid gone. I feel like Eddie doesn't shoot quite enough cartridges in his sort of line of wildfowling work that it would make too much of a difference if it was a pound a shot this is correct this is correct so uh, I, I was given a slab or so of Winchester blindside house brick oh, cartridges very nice I will say that the blindside absolutely lethal for about 31.6 yards anything that's flying at 32 yards is safe just just yeah it's not not that's the square shot one is it blindside or is that the yeah it's the house bricks it is the house bricks mate and i don't know if you've seen the the shot cup on them but it's the equivalent of about a barn and a half's worth of silage wrap it's disgusting but anyway, we're not here to slag off Winchester cartridges because they're probably very good. But yeah, so what was the point again? <laughs> I think that's steel all in all. Steel after 30 yards does just start to be a bit poor, especially square steel that's not about as aerodynamic as a house brick. As a house brick. Okay, here's a question. We're going to digress slightly on to the steel debate because obviously this is this is inevitable. This is what's going to happen. Do we have to? It's a bit it's We a bit have cheap. to. No, it's not a bit cheap, Johnny. It's not a bit cheap because we're not gonna we're not gonna do lead or steel pros and cons. We're gonna talk about the the shot cup from specific brands that markets themselves as one of the only 
bio wad slash dill cartridge. Basically, the Ely's, the Ely bio wads. Have you seen them? Yeah, have you seen them in the field when it hasn't rained, but there's been a bit of dew? Yeah, they go white and big, like pasta. And massive. (laughs) Yeah, they look truly bloody hideous, don't they? (laughs) So I was chatting to a guy who like mows up his plastic wads and they've been gumming up his like I was talking about a big brushy machine I think it was Eriswell Lodge and he says that they had a load come through a guy used a few like a thousand on the round and they just gummed up his brushy machine which I understand is not a reason to dislike them but it is something that you should take into consideration if they're going to be used alongside plastic wad plus no this is not an argument or a conversation for now but it, the bioplastics when you're trying to recycle plastic, bioplastic taints the entire recycling load. So there's some serious work to be done in terms of deciding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You cannot recycle veg plastic. Oh, wow. I did not know uh, that. I it, thought yeah, that would have just mulched away. the entire batch of plastic. Oh, wow. Um, okay. But places that recycle, you do have to be a bit careful. Or just anyway, not tell sorry, them and chuck it in saying, Yeah, they look like pasta on the floor. This is not an exact yeah. conversation. No, it's not. Should we change the topic? Because I'm, I'm bored well, and it was my it, bloody question. It rather feels like we've talked a good bit about me, we've talked a bit about you, Eddie. Arguably the most interesting person here, the gunsmith. Is Lloyd. <laughs> Let's talk about Johnny. You uh, up... Johnny Johnny's favourite topic is Johnny. <laughs> that's, that's yeah, just, they do call me. Just... So, Johnny yeah. the egotistical prick, Carter. Yeah, it's only because you pay them. <laughs> tell us all about you. Yeah, Johnny, enlighten us. I am not that exciting. What would you like me to say? Oh, no. What would you ask me to specific questions? I was born. I was born (laughs) in Salisbury District Hospital 30 or so years ago. It was wonderful. I had a lovely babyhood and then a slightly less exciting childhood. How many belts were involved with your childhood? (laughs) Significantly less than you, Mr. Single Unclick Buckle. (laughs) 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 Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry I, I just just added that was a an in joke in joke earlier on today sorry <laughs> we're gonna have to put in joke brackets at the bottom of every podcast <laughs> so okay after you left school let's skip to you were shooting what were you bullied johnny basically let's just get to that <laughs> because that's quite clear that that happened <laughs> Well, yes, me and Tarquin got bullied ever so. Oh, spiffing. What, what did they in the take... gang weren't very nice to us. <laughs> <laughs> all of Our the Gino's water polo team used to take all that money all the time. <laughs> Eddie, Eddie, where were you schooled out of interest? Uh, I wasn't. I think all of my Instagram posts will prove that. I, I've always assumed is that, cuss words. I always assumed that schools in Somerset are just like 30 kids in a skip. <laughs> all right. Enough about your Pornhub search history, Lloyd, for fuck's sake. <laughs> uh, now we've got into the crux of the Broken Gun podcast, everybody. Welcome. My name's Eddie, this is Lloyd, and this is Johnny. <laughs> and we like making nonce jokes. <laughs> nonce. We did promise. Oh, we still so don't know how you just... ended up being a, a gunsmith, Johnny. Yeah, sorry, Johnny. It really isn't it. that exciting. Because Lloyd... And this is one of those things. I did need a job because living <laughs> costs money. Uh, I did, at the time really didn't Daddy care revoked too much about license. guns that much. I liked guns. 
but I'm nowhere near as in-depth and in, sort of embroiled as I am now. I just needed a job. That's sad. Like, my life was being driven by just... It was being shaped by me just needing to, like, take a girl out on a date. That is so sad. <laughs> Thanks, Johnny Lord. started I'm being a gunsmith. Another hot chocolate and marshmallows. <laughs> Reasons why men do things cause girls... To get sticky fingers. Yeah, it's always to get sticky fingers, isn't it? Always. There's no two ways around it. You just go to Greg's. Because <laughs> they're buns. Oh, Lloyd... Lloyd, Lloyd, there's another way to get sticky fingers, buddy. Is there? Yeah. Right. So when mummy and daddy have a special kiss. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's usually around daddy's birthday. <laughs> Only around daddy's birthday. Right. Sometimes mummy's birthday if daddy brought us something nice. Eddie, <laughs> hey, have you noticed? This podcast. Fucked already. Eddie, have you noticed? <laughs> Johnny's been really, really divisive. Like, you know, oh no, my past's not that interesting, which means he's clearly a mass murderer. Uh, yeah, for sure. He's unwilling sure. to discuss a period when, like in Ipswich, when a lot of, like, you know, dead bodies turned up or whatever. Um, the posh boy <laughs> murders they were known as. Um, and he's just like, no, no, I just like. I just appeared fully formed at age 25 as a gunsmith. Nothing happened before that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely was through, wasn't uh, selling washing detergent to children. Um, <laughs> failed gamekeeper. Um, what else? That's it, really. Okay, That's well, thanks, <laughs> thanks for your input, Johnny. Really appreciate your time, mate. Thrilling. Thrilling. So Take I, care. I did gamekeeping at college. That's where I met, that's where I met Ant McLernan, the midget. Um, uh, do you know? I reckon, Lloyd. Can I just get a quick, uh, quick hands up? Whether we should bin Johnny off this uh, podcast and get Ant on instead. He's not I think bringing much to fun. the party, like, definitely. I think He's I'm... not, is he? It's single <laughs> syllable answers. I, I think he's like, he's changed since he's become a big deal on YouTube. Yeah, definitely. There's a question, Johnny. Uh, I, was born at, I was born at 25, a fully-fledged male big deal on YouTube. This is what you're missing out on. I don't <laughs> know. This is There's who a I question. am now. Johnny, <laughs> why did he start the YouTube channel? Oh, Ooh, good question. Um, this is where it gets a bit bitter. To be honest, I was just... Uh, at the time, four and a half odd years ago, there was very, very little good content on YouTube to do with shotguns. And what was there was being put up by people who had probably owned maybe a gun or two. Um, One would argue that and people isn't. were watching it to get their information. Louis <laughs> <laughs> <Lordy> P. <laughs> oh, gun shorts. <laughs> yeah, and so that's what D calls him. <laughs> Short gun. I think you're. Uh, you just. Ah, uh, sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. It's my lack of schooling again, Lloyd. Lack of schooling. Fair comment. Fair comment. Anyhow, you were saying. <laughs> come on. Um. Right. I, I don't. I work in retail, or, or certainly four or five years ago, the majority, or a good portion of my job was split between the workshop and retail, and that was it. And there is nothing worse than somebody coming in who has maybe shot a few hundred clays who tells you about guns because they saw something on YouTube. And I understand that we now re-inflict that on many people, but at least our information's solid. Like, you'll be getting someone say, oh, this is like this, and you go, it really isn't. Yeah. Like, that, that's the biggest load of bollocks in life. So we started the YouTube channel to try and put out at least just the most basic of information to um, help the public um, and ourselves, more importantly. Anyway, that then diverged and diverged and expanded into 
what we are today, slowly but surely. Um, that, but that was it. That was the start. And I, why did you start yours, Lloyd? Purely by chance. I, as I said, I sort of got back into clay shooting relatively recently after I sort of stopped doing archery. I had a shoulder injury. Um, I started out with some some crap. I got uh, obviously I had the Lamber. I traded up from the Lamber into a, a six eight two gold. Um, and I'd start. And then you're a fully qualified expert. No, no, no. Um, I went. Have, up you, have to... you ever stooped as low as a bagel? No, okay, not ever. Sorry, just me. Sorry. Yeah. As um, I um I went up to to Bywell a couple of times because it was sort of air another ground in the northeast. Um, and I'd been chatting to John and the lads in the gun room and whatever, and I. It just purely by chance, I saw a post that they'd made on Facebook or whatever, somewhere on social media, where they were on about like, oh, if anybody wants to um, help us out, we're going to try and do like blogs. Um, so if you fancy writing some content, uh, let us know, and you can you can dive in. And I said to John, I says, look, I've got I've got a channel on YouTube which at the time had a bit of archery content on it, and it had like. Have you deleted a- the archery content now? No, it's still there if you go back far enough. Is no, it? You I, know, I remember when, I'm actually gonna, when you I'm gonna first go. popped up, Lloyd, and I noticed your existence, and I obviously got all like dominant. I looked at it like, oh, Lord, this guy actually knows what he's on about. There's finally somebody out there worth watching. I can retire. Johnny's um, ego got stroked. If, if you look back far enough, there is still some of the archery. I have deleted a few of them that were like, make me just super cringe because it was back when I was learning and my, my form's so terrible I can't watch them. Um, but a few of them are still on there. Oh. And I had a, a, so a few, I had like, like you know, a hundred subscribers or something. It was, it was something like piddly. But I said to John, "Look, I've got this. If you, I'll put, I'll, I'll do gun reviews on me, on me, on this channel. If, if you can help me out with, with guns or whatever." I went, "I got on. We'll give it a whirl." Um, and it was as simple as that. I, I had recently finished a job working in the NHS where I was putting in so much hours, it was just destroying my life, and I wanted a creative outlet. Um, and I've always enjoyed pissing about with, with with cameras and mics and audio and whatever. So I, um, I um, that was it. I just sort of, it was a it was a hobby thing that I fancied giving a crack at. I didn't have any aspirations of doing anything with it, and I still don't really have a plan. If um, I could just interject one second, I've I've spoken to you, Lloyd, off camera regarding your NHS career, and I really do think you should write some memoirs about your time in the <laughs> NHS because. They are absolutely hilarious. And if you wanted to ask Lloyd about his uh, times in the NHS, feel free to DM him on Instagram. Yeah, or, um, they yeah. are actually priceless. Yeah. <laughs> and if you want to yeah. learn about his time in Scouts, DM him on Instagram. <laughs> we don't we don't talk about uh, we don't talk about the Scouts uh, anymore. Only on his OnlyFans. Not after the uh, <laughs> not after the court case. Anyway, so yeah, it was purely a um uh I just fancied a fart about and. It wasn't planned with any uh, grand master plan in, in place. It was just a thing I fancied doing. Eddie, why did you start doing your thing? Uh, what is my thing, Lloyd? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, so I'm not on YouTube. I'm not. A, I'm not a big deal YouTube person. Like you are on ha- YouTube, Eddie. Handsome. I've seen your videos. I like your videos. They are good, oh, actually. Good you should do more. You. Thank you. No, I should do, but I've got to remember to charge my GoPro. Always helps. I've but, been asking um, you to do a collab for like a year, two years now. Just and I've told knows. you, and I've told you, give me a shout when you want to do it, and I'll be there. But no, no Johnny's and then you too keep high saying, and mighty. Uh, no pigeons. 
I can't do it. John, can't do Johnny it. had to go and get his NHS or OBE or whatever it was from the Queen for, for his Yeah, hereditary, name. unfortunately. I didn't earn it. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, so why did I start the Somerset Hunters? So I, um, you know what, this is, this is, this isn't just my podcast as well. Can I be brutally honest? Yes, please do. Excellent. I was um, a little bit miffed with folk going on there and standing in a field holding a gun and being like, oh, yes, uh, I'm a shooter. And it's like, mm, no, you're fucking not. <laughs> so I thought to myself, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna start to start a channel and just kind of have I'll a I'll show you what shooters this. is. I'm a proper bloody shooter. So, yeah, no, I just started it. None of this tweed laugh. and stuff. Bloody Harris tweed wrongans. No, I'm joking. Fair play to him. I'm happy for you guys. But, uh, love it, you know, tweed I started it for a laugh and a joke. Yeah, as long as it's not the family bloody cloth. Disgusting, Johnny. So, um, yeah, me and my brother just started a channel having a laugh and a joke, and it's kind of got way out of hand now. So, yeah. But now it's just me because my brother's pissed off. So That's it. That is, that is all, all I have regarding <laughs> the Summers of Hunters. <laughs> right. That's about it, really. Uh, I, I think <laughs> like me, though, it's, it's kind of accidental. Yeah, really, absolutely accidental. on any of your social media feeds, Lloyd? What, was, it, what was the video you regret the most doing? God, the first one. Um... I mean, but surely, if you, didn't, if you didn't do the first one, would you have not learned lessons from the oh, first yeah, yeah. one to no, make the second one? Oh, no, better? That's, that's totally fair. That's totally fair. But, um, gosh, I the when I edited the first one together, when I encoded it, I encoded it on an old laptop that made a total loss of it. So there's like terrible, um, like video artifacts that are still in it, embedded in it. That I just I can't fix. I don't even think I've still got the original, like, because I couldn't replace it. Uh, I was. I was all fingers and thumbs. I was talking shite. It's like 15 minutes longer than it needs to be because I'm just talking absolute bollocks. I've got my laptop open in front of me because I keep referring to it to look at like, you know, what's the gun again? Um, so, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I look back at that 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 first video and I think, ugh, Jesus. Um, and it was a... So can I ask you boys a question? Go on. So obviously, you know, there's like etiquette snobbery and everything else and gun snobbery in the shooting community. But do you get editing snobbery? Oh, yeah. <laughs> do you, do you yeah. look at somebody, anybody that's that's taken a picture of a shotgun hanging over a hide and they've edited it so it looks like they're hunting in Mordor on a lake of fucking lava? And you want to delete, I unfollowed them pretty much. Yeah, like literally, yes. and, and report them as well. Like, <laughs> yeah. Is this is this a thing? Because I've I've yes. noticed this of recent. Like, okay, so Lloyd's in agreement. Johnny, we can't see your face, so I don't know if you're nodding or or. Yes, know. I. I your face I again. It's nice. Like certain channels because of their their editing, and some of them because of their people, and some of them because of both. Uh, some of which are even in the shooting community. <laughs> 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 Hashtag in joke. <laughs> we, we may all be in agreement on that one. <laughs> oh, anyway, 
So uh, yeah, I think there of course there is. And yeah, that was due. I, Louis's way more professional than we are. Um, <laughs> we have noticed more, he's got a lot more passion than we do. Certainly for the for the final thing, we we cock up audio <laughs> and edits all the time, and people always complain. You were missing the right audio channel. I'll just go away. Oh bollocks! <laughs> the stuff that honestly, care. the stuff that Sash does for you now is so good. Um, you know what I mean? You've got. You're he so is so talented. Like so have, talented. Yeah, definitely. I wish I had a Sash. I wish I had a Sash because I do everything. So, so do I. About you know uh, a bowl of rice a day, you could have a Sash. Mm. That was about as racist as the channel was going to get, Johnny. Okay, we'll have no more of that. Thank you. Well, no, I was referring to more the fact that he's just not paid very much because he loves his job <laughs> so much. Well, that's Sash is, is is really really good though, really good. Yeah, I would, I would I would I would go as far as to say on par with David Wright from Field Sports. It was so nice, if, if not more so. Recently, actually, I got opinion. a chance to. David work. Wright is an OG. He is, he is, but he's, he's, he's he very the goat and the OG. He is he is Uber goat. I'll give him that. I'll give him that. But the underdog, the young blood that is Sash, like he he adds like a romance to the films as well. Have you noticed this? Mm. Like yeah, he's, a, he's got an eye depth, for the edit, a texture. Yeah, no, I like. We it. might even like, get. Should we get him on a future episode? Oh, like, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. I reckon. I reckon getting Sash on and giving editing tips to people that go on Snapseed. And press HRD auto, mm. and then think that's acceptable, and then posting. I think Sash should just come on and castrate everybody. Uh, I recently got a chance to work with with Johnny and Sash when we did like some collab stuff down at, at Austin. Yeah, some of which is yet to be released. Um, and it was fantastic. I okay, so okay. Enjoyed. Sorry, it's going to interject quickly. Whilst we're on the point of you two doing your collaboration, mm-hmm. I want three good things and three bad things about the other, just to get some, just to get some. Stirring going. Go on, Lloyd. You taking away, mate. Uh, <coughs> shall we do one each? <laughs> yeah, we go. I might need a while to think punch. of some bad stuff, but <laughs> really, you went that yeah. way. You went You're that way. Enough, I, I, I would. I would have gone. I would have gone the other way and gone. I would have thinking taking me some time to think of some good stuff. Uh, well, it was really, really enjoyable to work with him because he's quite spontaneous, like me. I don't script. I don't. Uh, you know, I, I tend not to plan. I just turn the camera on and go. Ad lib and go, yeah, yeah. Yeah, these guys work very, very similar. Um, and it was very, very easy. We just clicked straight away in terms of the way that we worked together. It, I don't know about how you found this, Johnny, but it was just, it was dead easy. We didn't, we didn't class. Yeah, it was just having fun, which is what it should be, really. It always yeah. comes across. You, I, I mean, I watch other shooting channels, obviously, market research. And, yeah, some of it just looks way too awkward because it should just be about having fun and a good videographer, which luckily we have, sorts it. I totally get it. Like, if there's two of you trying to film yourselves, then you really do have to script the shit out of it. Yeah. Um, so I think there's, there is elements where you do not have a videographer, which I am blessed to have, that you do have to. So not everyone is as lucky. If you're soloing it, you can do, like like you do, Lloyd. Like, yeah. you can really ad-lib. But yeah, lucky. There you go. Yeah, that's, that's I'll be honest that. with you, boys. I'll be honest. I was looking for more of the negatives than the positives. <laughs> you two sucking each other off is really off-putting. So if you could just <laughs> yeah, fucking well, the problem is, right, Lloyd, start bitching at each other. Lloyd is really nice. 
Like, and I've said this to a few people, he's just a bit too nice. Being a southerner, I'm like, what's he hiding? What does he want? <laughs> tax fraud. He's definitely to tax fraud. What is he Am I going to be able to drive away from here on four wheels at the end of the day? You know, he's definitely I... taken like one dust cap off each corner just to make himself feel better. <laughs> That's what he's done. I, I'm afraid that I, I found exactly the same thing. I, I, I really like working with Johnny. He's a good guy. He's good crack. Sash is good crack. He, it, it, it was just it was too easy sorry uh, and the same with you Eddie mate uh, we only fairly recently met in reality but we get on pretty much straight away we, we I still haven't shaken your hand Lloyd well, so technically got... you still could be like a computer program as far as I'm concerned I'm just... no, to be honest, I was really genuinely hoping there'd be something about you I could hate on a little <laughs> bit like, just have a little bitch about something like, yeah he's a twat isn't he yeah, he's just not yeah, he's got an annoying tick when you piss him off. <laughs> well, my first... I know. Believe it or not, right? So this is this is hot takes, right? First time I saw your channel was a friend of mine messaging me saying, hey, this fucking prick's fucking copying you. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> it's fuck, unacceptable. Unacceptable. Who's this southern prick. fucking language? I am twat. the Um... So yeah, like kind of like, look, look, he's totally copying like your shots and everything. And I was like, you fucking twat. Um, and then I met you. <laughs> and you turned out to be a lovely, a bit, lovely chap, you twat. Any any format of gun review can really only follow a certain style. Yes. It's annoying. Yeah, there's um, only so much you can do. To the point that Everyone gets inspired by everyone. Regularly, I see Sasha's shots that are Sasha's, who is stole off of other people or is inspired by other people. Of course. Pinched by other people in field sports. Mm -hmm. But it's fine. Like All ships rise on a rising tide. So, power to them. Apart from one channel, who can burn in hell? Here's a question for you, gentlemen. Here's one question for you, gentlemen. Have you ever done a collaboration film with anybody and they have also filmed and stolen totally your <laughs> angle on a film. No. No, that's never happened. Because our angle would have been good. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Lloyd. Lloyd, was that you saying no then, yes? Johnny, well, over to you. It's never happened to me, definitely not. <laughs> yeah, well, Eddie, interestingly enough, <laughs> something very similar to that happened once. <laughs> Uh, but I, I became the bigger man and I got over it because you that know what? You're, is that because you're six or sixteen? I was going to say in most rooms you are still the bigger man. Yeah, exactly. Wolves don't give a fuck about sheep. That's why. <laughs> oh, I tell you what, gentlemen, can I just both con- contra- congratulate you on your lack of swearing during this podcast? I think we've done very well <laughs> to only swear Pre- a little bit. Pre-piss, it was fine. I come back from a piss and it's like a bad day in Bosnia with your bad language over it. I'm like, what the hell's going on? So, it's like a night out in Wales. Neither of us swear on YouTube, but uh, this is kind of like the after dark content, shall we say? Oh. I, I have, I've sworn a couple of times on YouTube. Sash decided to leave one into a Longthorn, into our Longthorn tour edit. That's the only yes. one I've asked him to remove ever. The rest of them I don't really mind. But I thought Longthorn what did you say? Overpriced there. shit. <laughs> Whoa. Longthorn will have one of those real interesting reputations, actually. This maybe should be a video for another time of, of gun reputations, but Longthorn do have an interesting reputation from everybody. 
I see, everybody. My my perception of Longthorn is a kind of laser printed heritage. Is that correct in saying? Well, it's your perception, which is your perception. Yeah, so, so it's my perception. So basically, I, I kind of see that they've got this heritage out of fine machined products. Because the action on them and the gun themselves are very good and everything I know. Superbly engineered. Yeah, but they are still engineered. They're not handcrafted. Am I wrong? I don't know. Like, is any my yeah, perception? But, uh, well, why, why is handcrafting better than high-quality engineering? Uh, um, didn't, did uh, I, I do say I better? think Longform be cheaper. So I mean, I've, the stocks are still all made by hand for the most part. So. I've owned a hand-built car, right? I've owned a hand-built car. And the shut lines were all over the shop, right? The driver's <laughs> side door, you could fit a tab packet through. The passenger side door, you could fit a tab paper through. So, you know and what I mean? a cigarette Hand... everyone else. Yeah, sorry, Aye, sorry, like... Cigarette anyone, circa. <laughs> um, <laughs> hand-built isn't the be-all and end-all of everything, right? It, it attracts but that, Does, does hand-built not equal heritage? What's the heritage? If you, if you just, I could set up a factory tomorrow and get Johnny to hand build me a gun, it would be shite. Oh, it would be crap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, not necessarily. Johnny's got skills to pay the bills. Remember this. He's a dab right, hand well, with a set of barrels in his it, hand. You can't say that hand build equals heritage, right? Just because somebody's chosen to use CNC. Oh, no, no. I wasn't making that statement. I was asking. I was asking. Oh, so I, I, I'm. Oof. Hand. Finishing is the only way to make a best, best gun. No best guns are made entirely by hand anymore, really, to my knowledge, because why would you not use a mill? And if you're using a mill, why wouldn't you just attach it to a CNC and have the computer cut all your angles for you as opposed to turning some bollocks wheels? Engraving should be done by hand on a best, best gun. However, in terms of keeping costs down... If, if I told you that a high-quality engraving on a gun can take about somewhere between six months and a year, mm. and an engraver of quality will earn four or five grand a month, and I could, for just five grand, print something very similar with a laser on your gun, that's why you can get hand-engraved longthorns, but they're about 60 grand, and a machine-engraved one or a laser-engraved one is 24 However, okay, so there's a significant difference. Oh, yeah. But do you yeah. not think, though, the market drives because some of these machine-engraved guns, for instance, the DT-11 EEL, 80%, 90% of the engraving on that is done on a laser. Um, mm. The finishing is the final touch that makes the gun pop, but people super dig that, like, deep-cut laser-engraved look now. Yeah, it's fashion. It's totally fashion. Mm -hmm. And people will pay what they want to pay. I think Longthorn could do their guns for half the price and they'd sell twice as many, but yeah. what's the point? There is like it's, not, it's a bad model. It's uh, bad uh, business to be selling lots and lots of guns for less money when you could sell less guns for more money and put yourself at a more prestigious point. I would love to try one. All right. I interviewed the guys at Longthorn two years ago at the BSS and they couldn't mm -hmm. give a toss about me um at the time. But I was relatively <laughs> new, I guess. 
and I was a bit of an unknown. So um, I've been to the factory, Lloyd. Just saying. There I know. My uh, <laughs> <laughs> you and your world title. Who gives a shit? Who cares about your world record, Lloyd? I've been to the Longthorn factory. Um, they, 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 they don't even know who I am, so don't worry about it, Lloyd. You're fine. Yeah, exactly, mate. All the best people <laughs> didn't know who Longthorn are. Exactly. Um, Long who? Exactly. Long John. <laughs> Long Johnny. Gentlemen, I think uh, I think that may may conclude our uh, our first podcast, would it not? <laughs> I think it's been an interesting we'll, conversation. We'll, we'll we'll finish on a low. <laughs> <laughs> so before we go, one of the things we said we were going to do was maybe give a quick recommendation each of us for a YouTuber or a Instagram account that you think is worth a follow. Oh, okay. Um, and the cool. other is um, obviously to commit to doing an episode two. <laughs> Do we have to? <laughs> I suppose I've quite enjoyed it as just a loose chat show, guys. And I, I don't know yeah. now what the viewers are thinking. What listeners, myself. even? Yeah, it was it was a fun evening. It was a fun evening. I think if people listening have as much fun listening as we've had making it, then we're on a winner, guys. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, and if they don't, you don't have to listen. You didn't have yeah, to come. Exactly. We'll still point, carry on doing the we've podcast. We've got an hour and 20 minutes of your life. So. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, so Lloydie, we'll start with you then, mate. Who is your YouTuber or social media account that you would recommend? So this is where you assume that I've prepared, whereas what I'm hoping is that one of you is going to tell me while I pad and try to remember okay, who I, it was. I, was I, I will go first. Me. I will go first. Go for it, mate. Oh, okay. Go on, Johnny. Sorry, as you okay. were, mate. No, come on, Eddie. Okay, I'm, I'm going to go straight out there. I'm going to go straight out there. Facebook and Instagram. Bruce's Shooting Academy. That's where I'm going to go. Oh, he, you've got for the obvious he, one. He, no, no, because he's great, though. He is great. Bruce is a lovely guy. I've met him face-to-face, and he is funny. If you're having an absolute dog shit day, Bruce will cheer you up. There is not a video on his channel that will not cheer you up, no matter how much of a Geordie miserable northern bastard that looks like an how bad life from is fucking harry potter you will fucking enjoy a video from bruce's shooting academy you can't so call him harry potter you look like an upside down ron weasley says the one that could actually turn his head upside down look at what, what you've got no beard on your face so you're best part lady johnny so why would that. i hide a jaw like this for every possible I've reason seen i can think you that a beard eddie yeah that turns you on doesn't it no, it didn't. <laughs> it, it turned my stomach, so I think it turned. All right, so Anywho. Bruce is shooting <laughs> yeah. from Eddie. Johnny? I would go and give one of my... It, it's one of my, well, actually one of my favourite accounts, a guy called Caribbean Caveman on Instagram. Yes, mate. Good show. Oh, he's a top lad. Like He works out. He's just a good... He's just a, a nice feed to follow. He's just a regular bloke. I like regular blokes. I follow most regular blokes. I I think they're much more attainable lifestyles. It's kind of cool. And he cooks jerk pheasant and jerk venison. And I'm very jealous of that. I am going to with him in a couple of weeks' time, actually. Are you? Excellent. Yeah, I've taken him out trying to get his first deer. I feel that's important. Definitely. So for my recommendation, I'm going to go slightly off-piste. I'm going to go for something that's not shooting-related at all. My other love outside of shooting is cars. 
and my favorite my favorite podcast on the subject is the Smith and Sniff podcast. Um, that's Johnny Smith, uh, aka Carbervert, who has a YouTube channel called The Late Break Show, um, and Richard Porter, who basically was a researcher, scriptwriter, various other things on the Top Gear show, um, written several books on the subject. Um, it's just very funny. It's just basically two mates sitting talking shite for an hour and a half about cars, much the same as the podcast you've just listened to. Um, and <laughs> I very much enjoy it. So I would say the Smith and Sniff podcast. Brilliant. Are you going to add links to the above? Yes, I'll put it in the description when I figure out link in the show notes. Exactly, when I figure out how to do that. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, uh, although in fairness, I assume it's mainly gentlemen and my wife and Johnny's wife. um, I have been Lloyd Patterson. I'm at Lloydie P on Instagram and on YouTube. I have been Eddie. I am from the Somerset Hunters on Instagram. And I am still Johnny Carter. Guys, thank you very much for listening. See you next time, guys. Take care. Cheers. That's number one. Are we fucking famous now or what?